Okay, so at this time, we will have our first message of the day brought to us by David Hope, a message for the unbeliever. Good afternoon, everyone. Thank you, Mr. Steele. Beautiful day for Oklahoma. Well, not for Oklahoma. We have good, good days in wintertime here. I, I really like this weather. And it's uh, good to see all these smiley faces and I think God's already answered some of the prayers we had back there about the song services, about the meeting. Uh, song service was just really, I thought, fabulous. And uh, the second one, I think, uh, 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 started giving me a little emotional. Kind of, kind of goes with my message. And I didn't. I thought, man, I'm gonna be strong today. But anyway, but it's beautiful. Thank you guys for singing. You know, leading us in the song up there. A very beautiful song. You know, as a lot of you know, and. You look on our schedule and things of this nature, and you look online, you'll find out that the Tulsa Church of God has about 11 speakers, roughly 10, 11, 12. And, uh, you know, it's very, very privileged. You know, so many churches don't even have hardly enough for even one speaker. And, and uh, fortunately, uh, we, some of us, you know, go to other church areas. But most of us come from different backgrounds. We have different experiences in life. We have different personalities, and we have different speaking styles. You know, all 11 of us seem to be somewhat different. I do not believe that any of our, our men, our speakers, uh, deliberately try to offend anyone. You know, sometimes it happens, sometimes it's our own fault, sometimes it's, you know, the way we perceive things, but I, I do believe that all of our speakers want, with all of their hearts, to bring a message to the people of God here in the church and people online to edify tremendously and bless the listeners. I believe that, I think. And in every message, I think they do edify and bless different ones, different times. Sometimes we, we I say me because I'm a part of the 11, sometimes we do uh, miss a statement or misstate something. Sometimes we'll... Uh, make a careless remark that you know could be offensive to someone, and uh, that ends up turning some heads. But the good thing about that, a lot of times, it gives us an excuse to study a subject or study something again a little deeper. So, it's it's not always bad if we misinterpret something. It gives us a chance, and if we don't understand it, you know, talk to the individual. And I've had people to talk with me over the years, and and that's good, and that keeps us on track. Some messages are a result of a little here and a little there. Some of our uh, men will be working on a message maybe for several months, sometimes a year or so before it actually comes to pass. I know Lawrence Gregory was talking a lot of times that he has something in mind, but it just hasn't matured yet. And some of our other men do the same thing. Some of our messages are a result of uh, current events in the church, you know, things going on in the church. Some messages are inspired by things uh, current in the world. And how many of us, you know, will want to be instant, you know, and talk about things that are in the world. Even recent events in speakers' lives, and I've heard a lot of men out here speak about things that's been on their mind, you know, things that have happened that week or, you know, in some time past. And sometimes those precipitate a message. Serious thoughts and feelings that a speaker feels that needs to be shared, you know, for some reason. You know, sometimes we have 
uh, of thought or feeling that, that we just really want to uh, share with someone. And along that line, uh, some of the feelings of late is a, for me anyway, is a lack of hope in the world, a lack of frustration that so many people in this world have today. You know, and we see that continually. We live in a world without purpose. A lot of people do not have a purpose in life. A lot of people don't have hope. They, they, they're just lost. They don't understand. We live a part of a world that's filled with drugs, alcohol, chemical uh, altering, or altering, mind altering chemicals, things of this nature. It's really a sad deal. And I don't mean to make this, you know, a negative message because it is going to be positive. We live in a world that has heard in a lot of cases about Jesus Christ, but not the message that Jesus Christ preaches. And the message that the sermon, the title of the message is a message for the unbeliever. It's not actually a message to the unbeliever, but it's a message about the unbeliever and how we fit into that to a great extent. And, I, and most of us have experienced things similar to this in our life. Uh, several years ago, uh, I worked with a, had a co-worker that I'd worked with about seven years, and most of it was on the night shift. We would work from uh, 4.30 in the evening to 2 o'clock in the morning, and so we spent more time with each other than we did with our own family. We worked 10 hours a night, and uh, anyway, but uh, a few years after that, I changed jobs and, and uh, didn't have as much calm, uh, communication with him. We, before that time, we spent time with each other, even when we were in the church, you know, we, we still would spend time with this family. And uh, then eventually I went into business for myself. But make a long story out of this, uh, which should be a short story. Uh, they had a son that passed away. And a lot of us know that. A lot of us have had family members, close members to pass away. And that was, that was hard on them. They, you know, dealt with that. A few years later, uh, the, the man, my friend, Charles, had died. Not my son, Charles, but a good friend had passed away. Suddenly, he hadn't been sick for a long time, but he just passed away. And, and I didn't know about it. I didn't go to the funeral. But, you know, maybe a year or so after that, some reason or other, his wife had called me. She, they were fixing to go into some kind of business and wanted some information. Anyway, I found out about the situation, and she was very, very distraught. Did not understand, could not understand, and she thought God was unfair. And I personally felt so inept, in inability to bring, you know, to bring comfort to her. I really wanted so much, and I know some of you have done the same thing. We've, we've had family and friends that we really wish that we could give some comfort to. And sometimes if, if they would, they were willing, if they were counseling with us, you know, maybe, maybe each of us could sit down and say, okay, here's, here's what I believe. Here's the Bible. 
and maybe maybe we could help somebody out but in so many cases and we run into people in life we don't have that opportunity we have to uh, you know if we don't make a point real quick and just kind of like a message I gave here a few weeks ago uh, uh, describe your God in a one minute uh, deal you know uh, that was just basically I think some things are on my mind it, it precipitated and, and adds up to some other things but if we had time we could do a lot more and I think it's why it's so much more important at least for me to be so much better equipped and learn maybe even from you guys and learn from books learn from others some quick thoughts some quick things that will help people out but anyway I didn't have the opportunity to, to teach about God's plan in this particular case and uh, not long ago uh, a friend of mine, we were visiting some people, and, and I had a friend of mine that knows my family very well. He knows the history. Uh, he knows that uh, the church that we were part of, that most of us were part of. And I don't know whether the person meant this to be negative to me or, or, or making a conversation or not, but he, he, the person realized that uh, in the past, you know, we were part of a group that, and still part of some group, <laughs> that uh, in the past had, had uh, donated money, you know, to the church, and they knew the church organization that we were part of, and they felt, and I don't know that it was a downplay for us for doing anything, but it was, it was uh, uh, not a complaint, but a, a, a derogatory comments about some of the groups and that the money these people spent huge amounts of money out of years and mine and other people's tithes and offerings we even had a minister here one time years ago that made a comment this was back in the early 70s 72 or so and we had a leadership training class and he was talking about being in headquarters and, and being with some of the head officials there and how nervous he was by drinking coffee out of a $200 a cup coffee cup. Now, 1970s, early 70s, that was a lot of money, $200 for one coffee cup. And uh, the, the minister didn't necessarily mean it as, as negative to the church, but, it, but more of how he was really careful about that. And, uh, but anyway, this individual I was talking with, my wife heard part of the conversation, and they were uh, talking about uh, some of what they thought was extravagant, and I guess it was justified in some ways, that these huge jet airplanes, private airplanes, two or three of these private airplanes, some small planes, and the homes that these people had, and the homes and, and the other things properties that these people had and they even heard stories about uh, a little lady that we had visited some of you had visited or some of you know her and I'm not going to mention names she's dead a long time ago but she's a little old widow lady and she in her house in the kitchen dining area the sheetrock was missing from the from the ceiling and you could see the roof up here the decking of it you could see the boards you know up here fortunately I don't think it leaked but anyway she was a very sweet lady and 
and she had a check made out and she wanted us to take it to church so they could you know send it in or something or put it in the mail and that's okay God we know that God honors these people we do you know the widows mites and people like that and and but the idea it doesn't always look good to the people in the world especially the unbelievers and anyway we're making a uh, comment and they weren't in, they weren't inferring that we were poor because we're not poor <laughs> I think they were inferring that I could have had a lot of money we could have had a lot of money had we not you know diverted some of our money to some of these programs you know first second third time building fund this that and everything else you know and a lot of you guys are smiling you know you know what I'm talking about and uh, I said, you know, if you'd have put that money in the bank, you know, and, you know, compounding this and that, you know, you'd, you'd, you could really have a good retirement. You'd be really well off. And I ended up telling the person, and I wish that I told them more, but, you know, I don't know too many people that went through that situation that was angry about it, that had hard feelings about it. I don't regret, and I think a lot of you older people that did that and were a part of that situation were not don't regret that at all I was happy my family was happy and I think a lot of you were happy for the fact that other people had not if other people had not done that we would not have been able to have the truth the understanding that we had we were in that church simply because of uh, and I'll, I'll mention a few names. Some of our older people here that, you know, Lawrence Gregory for a long time been in the church, and Janice and, and Maxine, and, and, uh, and, and uh, I said Maxine, I was pointing here, Maxine, uh, Lucille. Lucille, Maxine. Anyway, and, and the Grayson. But anyway, a lot of them were here a long time before we were. And had they possibly had quit doing their offerings and their tithes, you know, to spread the gospel of the kingdom of God to the world, perhaps a lot of us would not have been there. So anyway, when we, when we were fortunate enough to do that, we were happy that we could do that. We were happy that we could, you know, send our money. When the scripture says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you, you know, talking about all the the things you, you worry about eating, you worry about your clothing and things of this nature, but if you seek first the kingdom of God, and we believe that, and I, and I think most of us still believe that today, if we seek first the kingdom of God, it's impossible for God to lie. It is impossible for God to lie. And I believe the Bible is his word. I believe, you know, we had to study it to find out where some little thing needs to be adjusted, but the Bible is God's word. And so we, we were happy. And to read, in many cases, the magazines that they would send out and hit, see uh, uh, articles, not articles, but comments written in there. I'm so glad that you sent me this information, this article or whatever. It has changed my life. It makes me feel so good. You know, I had such and such problem. And every month we would read some of those comments from people that, that were changed. Their lives were changed. Their marriage was changed. Their children were changed. Uh, many, many changes happened simply because they were hearing this word. 
And of course, I know now the situation is different. We don't have quite, uh, you know, the, the social media takes care of a lot of things. And so I don't, uh, it's a little different now than it was, you know, uh, 30, 40, 50 years ago, 60 years ago. I wasn't around 60 years ago. But uh, anyway, but, uh, we were happy, and, and, and I'm happy today that, that we can still do that, that people's lives can be changed. Because, you know, and we know and we understand that God opens the minds. But you know, the apostles and Paul and the rest of the apostles had this burning desire to preach the gospel of the kingdom of God to the world. And he said, woe unto me if I don't do that. You know, I'm just paraphrasing some things. I'm not going to take time to read a whole lot of scriptures. But, you know, the apostles had this burning desire to have people to change their lives. And that's why I think in some cases we don't, we're not all being out of shape if, if we in our church here, the Tulsa Church of God, gives money, does this, does that, and we don't receive anything directly from it. You know, maybe they end up in somebody else's church. That's okay. That's okay. They're changing their lives. They're having the hope, the confidence. They're changing their lives from maybe drug addiction and from abuse and so many, many, many other things. And, and I'm sure there's even people in prisons that we've heard about, you know, that have changed their lives because of some of the things that we've had. I'm going to read a verse now over uh, a couple of verses. Uh, first one is Mark 16:15. Very familiar, right? At, at the end, uh, after Jesus was resurrected and was here 40, 50 days, not 50 days, but just before he was taken up to the sky. And here's a brief message. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But he said, And he said unto them, Go you to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That don't mean all the birds and the pets and everything else, you know, and the cats, although they can listen. But, but to every creature, every human being, preach the gospel to every creature. Similar thing in Matthew 28, 19, breaking in too. Also, Matthew 28, 19. Go you, therefore, and teach, teach, educate all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And so many things we've been commanded, we've been taught, so many things, so many proverbs, so many commandments, so many things that we know have been instrumental in our lives and been instrumental in our family's lives and can be instrumental in, in the benefit of other people's lives if, if they will just heed that and, and go with that and have the belief in it. Uh, I commend you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, end of the world. And we believe that. God is with us. And one thing I guess that probably uh, helped to precipitate this particular message, although it's been on my mind for a while, but, uh, and I had several things, just like some of you mentioned, you know, well, I was going to do this and do that, but, you know, change my mind at the last minute, but this past week I had a situation that fits into that pretty well. Uh, I had a chance to work for this older couple, and, I, and, and you know, some people think I ought to be retired, maybe I ought to, but uh, I, I still enjoy it. I still be in, enjoy being around people, and I can't do like uh, sometimes a two-day job, take, or one-day job takes me two days now, but 
anyway, but I had an uh, opportunity to, to work for this one older couple. I mean, they were old. They were 80. You know, some of us are not, aren't too far from that. But uh, health-wise, they were a lot older than that. Uh, I'd worked for the people a few times in the past, and last time I was out there, a little, not quite a year ago, and, and the gentleman was in the hospital. He had fallen. He went outside to feed a pet or do something, I don't know. But, but he, he broke his hip, not just his hip, but, you know, the part that holds the hip there, all the... Uh, even hip replacement wouldn't do him any good. He had to have all this cement, and I don't know what all they put in there, but, but you know, the poor gentleman, he's good spirits, too, you know. And he got a, a little touch of Alzheimer's, too, but, you know, he, I love the men. But he was just really hard to make it on that little walker he had. I mean, just so slow, but he was trying to do it. And uh, the wife... She was on a walker. She wasn't quite as bad as him, but she was on a walker. And she has diabetes. She has, uh, what do you call neuropathy in her hands and neuropathy in her feet and has this and has that and back problems and all that. And, and you know, you, you feel so sorry for these people and has many uh, health issues. And after the job was over, I... You know, I've had time to sit and talk a little bit. I don't have a boss to tell me, you know, where are you? My wife, you know, she may have supper ready. But, but you know, if I want to sit and, and talk to somebody for a little while, I'm not on a, you know, answer to a boss where I'm, I'm losing money on their payroll, you know. So I, I have a chance once in a while to, to talk to people. And I love that. I really do. But uh, they started getting a little more personal and, and uh see where I'm at. But anyway, but they're, they're, you know, but they revealed to me that they have a son, their only son. Uh, they'd had children before, before they were married, but they had one child together. And this person had died of cancer about four years ago. And some of us may say, well, what's the big deal? We know that. We, we have people that are hurt, you know, and, and uh, you know, that, that happens all the time. We're praying for people every week, you know, that are having serious problems. But this person, these people, they really didn't have any hope. They really didn't know what we know. They didn't know about the resurrection. They didn't know about an afterlife. And uh, we talked along there a little while, and, you know, and we try to empathize with them, or empathize, whatever the word is, you know, we try to try to, you know, uh, tell him we understand, and and I don't go around too much. Now, for the first year or so after we lost our son, I told everybody, you know, about it. I mean, I'd be on a job, and, and I would work up an excuse to tell them, you know, that I had a son murdered, you know, and all this, and and it wasn't that I wanted them to feel sorry for me. I, I don't know what it is. It was just a certain amount of insanity. But I understand where some of these people are coming from. You know, they, 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 they just want someone to know how I feel. They just want someone to, to be able to sympathize with me, not to feel sorry for me, but I just want somebody to excuse me if I really screw up, if I really make a mistake. It's not because I'm doing it on purpose. I'm just not all here right now, you know. And uh, so anyway, but I had a chance to tell her about our situation. 
and we all look for an excuse, or I do, and I think a lot of you look for excuses to the best of our ability to preach, <laughs> you know, get up on our soapbox and preach to these people and tell them, you know, what we think is the good news of the world tomorrow. And I told her a little bit about our story, and uh, anyway, and I said, my wife makes a comment all the time, and even back then, I said, if my wife did not, and me too, if we did not understand what we understand about the future, we would be lost. It would be terrible. I don't know if we would have made it. I said, my wife knows, and she, and of course I do too, but uh, my wife knows that we will see Neil again in the world tomorrow. There's going to be a resurrection of the dead. And I said, a lot of people don't understand that, and a lot of people don't know. But the thing, uh, I don't know if my dilemma, I guess, I wished I had had a little bit more up here going on, you know, where uh, I could be like some of our well-articulated men and women that, that have just the right answer, just the right time, it can just really come out, you know, and, and really do that. Uh, and I'm praying for that, and, and uh, I'm praying for you guys, too, that you'll do that when you come in contact with people, but I want to get better, and I don't know, it's, I'm, I'm almost 80 years old myself, you know, another few years, and uh, in fact, 23, 24 years, I'll be 70, I'll be 100. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, anyway, but I, I, I told her that in a nutshell, and I wish, like I said, I wish I could have said a little more uh, I, I probably said more than what I remember because I do that all the time. Fran tells me, you know, well, you shouldn't have said such and such or maybe whatever. But anyway, but uh, I'm looking forward to some time in the future maybe uh, talking with them again. You know, hopefully they're both still alive, you know, when it comes time to get their carpet cleaned again. And uh, hopefully they, I didn't offend them by talking about, you know, God and the Lord Jesus Christ. But I wish in some ways we had been taught years ago, you know, a long time ago in the church, to um, be able to do that, to be able to, I don't know if you'd say the word proselyte, but, but, the, but the word, uh, you know, the, the, the ability to, like, I used to get aggravated with some of the Baptists, you know, that they said, do you know the Lord, you know, and, and maybe that's not the way to do it, but they had a lot of guts anyway. But, you know, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping that we as individuals can, can learn how to bring about uh, in a hint or whatever uh, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ without being offensive. And anyway, but the lady, after we talked to her a little bit, she sat there and she said, I wish I could feel that way. I wished I could have that comfort. You know, and I thought, I did not do my job. And she believed, I believed what I believed, but I didn't give her enough and didn't have enough time. Maybe if we could sit down with a Bible study and, and, and I think what I would do the next time, and maybe you would have already done it, I, I, I think I would say, you know, we, first of all, we need, and she said, well, I didn't grow up in a church, you know. A lot of people have grown up in Sunday school and all that. And so she didn't really know one way or the other. She wasn't agnostic, I don't think, or or an atheist, but she just didn't know, just didn't know. And, uh, but you know, if, if people would come to the point, the people that 
maybe are agnostic, if they would come to the point, they would say, okay, I'm going to prove one way or the other if the Bible, I mean, if, if there is a God, if there is intelligent design, and we've studied it so many times, intelligent design, if there's intelligent design, is there a God out here that, that is that intelligent designer, and is the Bible his inspired word? And, you know, most of us believe that, and we can still educate ourselves even better along that line. I'm still, uh, there's some books and some things I want to read that will help me understand it. But if that's true, then there is a wonderful, wonderful world tomorrow. The pain and the agony and the hurt that people are going through right now is not going to be forever. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to wind this down. There is a world out there without purpose. We know that. There's a world out there without hope, filled with the mind of altering, mind-altering drugs and chemicals. There's so many people out there like that. There's a world out there without a comforter. And we would like to give that comfort in some ways. There's a world that heard about Jesus Christ, the man Jesus Christ. They've heard about him, but not the message of the soon coming wonderful kingdom of God. Many people have heard the name, but they, they don't know the message that Jesus brought, the coming kingdom of God. I personally am very happy to be a part of a group, even now, that believe in the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news of the world tomorrow, and the kingdom of God. I'm very thankful to be a part of that, and I'm glad you are too.